Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.brianckmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. Today, honestly, uh, we've been doing this event a long time and I just was looking through the material and um, I thought, you know what, we've spent a lot of time teaching this and putting a lot of slide decks together. And I just chose, you know what, we're not gonna do much of a slide deck today. We're just gonna talk. We're gonna coach, we're gonna train, we're gonna do the best we possibly can because we just put eight hours on last Thursday. Dawn did a great job with that. And if you're in the academy, we got all kinds of slide decks. We just wanna be real. We wanna try to help you build your business because I will tell you, this is probably one of my favorite things. It's about building business through relationships and it's such a simple concept that I wanna just take some time and unpack this. So I don't wanna be rushing through a slide deck. I don't wanna be rushing into 1130, although we might still do that, but we'll honor your time to get you out of here because we wanna make sure you stick around for the best box lunch ever. Which by the way, how good, scale of one to 10, how would you guys rank that name for best box lunch ever? That's what I thought. By the way, I came up with that because nobody else had a better idea. If you got a better idea for our lunch, because most of the ideas that come around here are collaborative. That one wasn't. We just decided to try to connect some people. So if you've got a better name than best box lunch ever, let me know. Put it on your card. Put it on your card and, uh, yes. And speaking of which, we are, um, this event's been going on for a while. Don mentioned it. Please fill this out. Um, we're going to take this and, uh, and our scanning guru, Daniel, is going to take these and help us collate this, but we're taking, we want to know what we can do to help you. Help us help you. So on one side, there's some questions that we have for you. We want to help you build your business by making sure we have topics, conversations, and uh, sessions here that make a difference for you that you want to continue to invite people to. And then, uh, by the way, if you could help us out on the back, please fill it out. It's got a place for your name, your phone number. And then there's some ways, if you're, if you're interested in anything you hear today, specifically, Don just talk, talked about Jumpstart. By the way, I can tell you there's not going to be a better investment in your business than spending eight hours going through that course. John's just shaking his head. You know, you just heard Ana. You, you, you see, if you see any head, Nathan, I mean, the heads are just shaking, Tony. If you've been through Jumpstart, you're shaking your head. Chances are you're probably going to repeat it because when we were running it, we had individuals that went through it every time we offered it. But if you're interested, put it on there because we're creating an interest list. If there's enough interest, we're going to run it again later this year. If there's not enough interest, we won't. But based off the head shaking, but we need to know because we don't want to guess, we want to know. We want to reach out to you and make sure that you've got an opportunity. There's other components here that would be helpful. So if you'll take a look and just run through these. Um, I don't have my glasses on. John, what does that say? What's the first one? Being added to the mailing list. Okay, if you're, if you're by the way, you don't, if you want to be added to the mailing list, check that one. But just show up like Jeff did, that's awesome. The Radically Referrable Academy. We'll talk about that in a little bit if you're looking to engage. So Accelerate Coaching. You can talk to some of the Accelerate Coaches around here. We're helping them implement this stuff at a higher level and help them build their version of special. Having Brian speak at an event. Do that once a month already, come on back. Jumpstart. Jumpstart, uh, check that one if you're interested in that one. 
mastermind project sponsor. Perfect. Um, by the way, where's David at? David Halfman. David, thank you for reaching out. He checked this last month and we ended up talking about it. Guys, I'll be honest with you. This event, we're trying to plan for next year. Um, if you are interested and you, at the heart of it, you're not really sure what to do, but you really want to have an event on your calendar that's consistent that you can invite people to, check that box. The truth of the matter is, um, anybody seen what, uh, what's happening to the cost of goods, services lately? The cost of the event is going up significantly. Um, it's been free. Um, and everything we do here, we try to do it, a even, the, even the Radically Referrable Academy, it's $39 a month. Everything that's in there, we're charging people outside of St. Louis thousands of dollars to get access to that information. And you get it for $39 a month. Why? We're trying to build the St. Louis community. We want this room to be full. So if there's anything that you're interested in, please check that box. We'd love to have you and help you build your business. Okay, so thank you. And if you got a better name than Best Box Lunch Ever, put it on there, because we could use one. All right, so guys, I just want to share a story here. Um, when I got started in, and some of you may have heard this, and how many of you are here for the first time? Okay, for anybody that didn't raise their hand, I'm sorry for boring you with this again. But um, when I got into the mortgage business, um, I got in it because, like many of you, you wanted some freedom. I left a, a pretty significant corporate job. Um, I was the vice president, general manager for a company, but um, I felt trapped. I was, uh, I was, uh, we, it was an IT training company and I was uh, running the company but also had been recruiting and had grown that company quite substantially. We were the third fastest privately held company in St. Louis uh, one year. And, um, but I was training, I had left, uh, um, I left an industry, I was in working, I was a general manager for a small little consumer electronics company before that called Best Buy, which is where I met Sean Kelsey, by the way. Sean's over here, still friends a lot of years later. Um, but uh, I got into the IT training business and um, it, was, it was awesome. I learned a ton. And I was uh, really recruiting and training sales professionals. And um, one thing that was really useful for me there, and I'm gonna just, we used to, when I was training sales professionals, I said, we, we have to have a mindset in sales that I'll call anyone, anytime, for anything. Now, some of you, I know there's a significant call reluctance going on, but I'll share that with you in a little bit here because I think that's part of the challenge that many of us have as sales professionals. But just fast forwarding the story, um, I didn't like that job. I was getting in the car at six o'clock in the morning, getting out of the car at seven o'clock at night, I was working for somebody, um, and I just had this aspiration of building something that was mine, that I had control over. My kids were four and two, um, I knew they were getting bigger and I wanted to be able to have the flexibility to spend some time with them and, and control my own schedule. And if I wanted to go to an event on the third Thursday of the month at 10 o'clock, I didn't want my boss tell, being able to tell me whether I could or whether I couldn't. By the way, bad joke, never mind. But I wanted freedom, I wanted freedom and I wanted to be able to make what I thought I was worth. And so I left that industry and um, I had a mentor and many of you have heard this story, but uh, he had been after me for a couple of years and he believed in me. Um, truth of the matter is I didn't know much about mortgages at all when I got into business. I didn't know how to take an application. Um, I didn't have a lot of, I had zero experience. I had had a couple mortgages. Um, and by the way, I got snowed on my first one because I didn't know anybody. I didn't ask for a referral, that's a mistake. Um, but that's a whole other story. But I got into the mortgage business and I had somebody that believed in me. But I knew this. I didn't want to build my business like I had heard everybody else 
building their business, which was kind of the egocentric. There wasn't really websites at that point in time, billboards, radio advertising, and I'm not knocking it. Please, there's a lot of guys in the mortgage business that do that, and I'm not knocking it. It just wasn't me. Number one, I didn't have the money to spend on adver radio advertising. And I, same thing, I don't have a lot, you know, I, I don't, advertising is a, is a good thing to do, but it can cost a lot of money. I knew that I wanted to build my business through relationships, through connection, because, you know, somebody told me, they said, it's not, it's not how long it'll take, Brian, it's how long it will last. And I knew, having bought advertising, and I'm going to tie this story in, I bought advertising in the IT training business. And as soon as I stopped spending advertising, what happened to the, to the, to the leads? They went away. That didn't last. That principle stuck with me. It's not, how long it will, you know, it's not how long it will take, it's how long it will last. I knew it was going to take some time to build a referral-based business. So as we go through, I'm going to share a quick story with you because what I want you to do, we put some framework together here for you. It was just covered in Jumpstart. So if you're struggling here and you don't know who to talk to or what to say, um, in terms of how to get referrals, I want you to just pay attention and just soak this stuff in because it works. You just heard Anna say it, and all we're going to do is going to cover some simple concepts. Back in January, we talked about acres of diamonds. And if you guys don't mind, I'm going old school today. This is his favorite thing in the world. <laughs> whiteboard. 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 It's just paper, John. It's just whiteboard. All right. So we're going to go. You guys, in January, we talked about COPE. You guys remember what that was? Anybody know what that is? Back in January, but we also talked about it. Um, Don probably covered it in Jumpstart. What does COPE stand for? Anybody remember? Collect, organize. Collect, organize. We, got, we got an A-plus student over here. Collect, organize, prioritize, and energize. Engage and energize. Exactly. So first thing, that's the first thing I did. Guys, and so as I share this, when I started in the business, I didn't have, I didn't know what to do. But guess what? Just like we talked about in January, there's acres of diamonds. You guys, we talked about Russell Conwell back in the 1800s. This guy told the story about the acres of diamonds. He went around the country telling the story about acres of diamonds. And a little side story, he told the story six to 7,000 times, and he raised over $7 million in the 1800s, sharing this simple concept, acres of diamonds. And acres of diamonds is about that farmer. I'm just going to reiterate this for you. It's about the farmer who had this farm, but he kept hearing about diamonds. And he wanted to go make his riches in diamonds. So he sold his farm. Sold it for a good sum of money. Went off searching for diamonds. And he spent all of his money in his search around the world for diamonds. And then there was the individual who bought his farm. That was walking around the farm one day. And I make up the story and say he, he stumbled over a rock. Uh, but the rock, guess what it was? It was a diamond. And the farm that he bought was acres, and it was filled with diamonds. And he had his riches. The point is, the first farmer had everything he needed right there. He just wasn't looking for it. So when Don said earlier, when the what becomes clear, the who and the how will appear, if you want a referral-based business, it's going to start with who. Collect. Write down your names. It's the first thing I did when I got in the business. I didn't have a database, but here's what I knew from my training, from my experience. I knew I wanted to build a business on relationships, and I knew that I had to have them all in one place. 
guys, I wasn't that smart. Still not really, to be honest with you. But I just took a yellow pad of paper and I started writing on everybody I knew. It's not that hard. Guys, this is about as simple as it gets. I wrote down the name of everybody I knew. So I went, I got my business, I went and got my, laugh about it, but you know, I got my business cards. There wasn't a Daniel around to help me with it at that point in time. I went and got my business cards. I went and I looked at my phone. I looked at my email. I just looked at anybody that I had had a relationship with that would know my voice. And candidly, I probably exaggerated a little bit and just put people who might know my name. And I just collected them and then I organized them. And at that point in time, it was on a yellow pad of paper. And I had probably had four or five sheets. And then, so I collected them and I organized them. And then I prioritized them. It's not a difficult concept here, guys. And, and the, the, the way that I look at it now is I was prioritizing them because I heard this thing. I look, and statistically speaking, most of you know anywhere between 150 to 250 people. Could be more than that with social media now. I'm not getting into the sociology of all that. But let's just say it's 150 people. I looked at the 150 people. And I thought, man, how many of them are going to need mortgages right now? Maybe 10, not many. I'm like, okay, well, there's one month. <laughs> what am I going to do? So I was looking at how could I build a business. And um, there's the, uh, you guys have probably heard us talk about the orange and the orange tree. Would you rather have an orange or would you rather have an orange tree? Why? It keeps producing. Guys, I looked at it and I figured if 150 people, there might be, and if I called all of them and, and worked on that, there might be 10 more. Now, I'm not saying that's not a bad thing to do. And I did that. And I'll tell, tell you a strategy there. But I, but I was looking and I'm like, who knows someone that comes across people that need a mortgage consistently? So that's the one thing I did. I went and I talked to some successful people. If you're, by the way, anybody new in their industry right now? Anybody? Raise your hand high. Be proud. All right. Good. I'm glad you're here. Here's my advice to you if you're new. And, and new, you're kind of in that just startup mode, and you feel like you're, honestly, you're just trying to figure out how to get some commission. Guys, go to the most successful person you know and ask them what shoulder industries are helping them. And that's what I did. I went and talked with a guy named Gene. Um, Gene Gene, the mortgage machine. Still doing mortgages today. That was his tagline. Um, crazy Gene. Awesome guy. Um, but I said, Gene, I hear you're doing pretty well. And he said, and with the heart of a teacher, he said, sit down. And he just let me listen. And I just watched him do his thing. And he was just loving on people. And he was asking a lot of questions. And he was connecting people. And I thought, that's how I want to build my business. So anyway, um, I asked Gene. And I asked every successful person I could find, where, do most of, where does most of your business come from? And if they said advertising, I, didn't, I, did, I listened, but I didn't take many notes because I didn't have money for advertising. But if they said, you know what, it's coming from this profession, or it's coming from this profession, or it's coming from this person, and I would ask about the profile. So what I want you to do when it comes to shoulder injuries, when it comes to prioritization, what I want you to do is I want you to be looking for three things. You're looking for people, and, you're, and when you're collecting, you're looking for people, profiles, or professions of success of people that come across your ideal client often. You'll hear us talk about it as a shoulder industry here. What do I mean by shoulder industry? Anybody? Daniel? It's not direct competition, but the people who support 
the flow to that kind of industry. So the exactly, I'll repeat, yes. Yeah. So the people who support the flow to a particular industry. Yes, I think you had. I would say someone, someone you can lean on. Someone you can lean on, exactly. So I want you to be thinking about it. How many of you have someone, have, could name at least two or three industries that, of people that are in your profession that come across your ideal client time and time again? Raise your hand. Okay, if you're not raising your hand, I would encourage you to find them. Here's why. You got the orange and you got the orange tree. Do you want to walk out into a grove of orange trees and pick your orange or oranges for the day? Or do you just want to go to the one orange tree and pick and have one orange? We want multiple oranges. We, want, we need individuals who are going to produce consistently for us over time. I looked at, when I go back to my yellow pad of paper, I didn't, I didn't have anybody on that list that I thought could refer me time and time, could refer me multiple times a month. I didn't have anybody. So, first thing I did is I found some professions. What are the industries that will support or come across your ideal client frequently? Write down two or three of them. By the way, this is an exercise I'm encouraging you to do right now. This is an action-oriented environment. So write down two or three industries that support that come across your ideal client often. Anybody want to share theirs? Yes. Uh, and that is an interesting combination. <laughs> I had to pause. I didn't really know what to say. There's probably a joke there. I don't know what it is, but uh, funeral homes and realtors. And, and in your profession is? I help people get organized. Okay. And why? Okay. So realtors, I can probably guess. They probably come across people who are unorganized pretty frequently. Okay. Why funeral homes? Ah. All right. Now, by the way, I just heard the word genius come out of somebody else's mouth. Um, so the point is, I want you to get creative because that is the difference. Is when you can find a profession that will connect you to your to your ideal client frequently, it makes life so much easier because you cannot go out. Let me rephrase. It's difficult. It's difficult to go out and try to market just to your customer every day. But if you can get somebody to connect you with your ideal client in that, in that shoulder industry, somebody in the funeral home business that comes across someone who just lost a loved one, when they say, hey, and is it Lisa? Yeah. Okay. When they say, you know what, and they, and they have a, a, a way of helping, and they say, hey, by the way, I know your, your, your mom, she just passed away. She needs, you know, what are you planning on doing with the house? They're not just a funeral director. I want to help clients. It's an opportunity for them to say, hey, by the way, if you need some help, and they introduce Lisa. Thank you for sharing, Lisa. The point is, imagine having someone, not to sound grim, but if they're in a funeral services business or a realtor that's coming across somebody who's, you know, a loved one who's moving out and phasing out, and they need, to, they need to, some organization, those realtors come across that multiple times a year. And when they see a need, they're going to think of Lisa if she's got a good relationship with them. 
So anyway, I, you guys get the concept. I don't want to belabor the simplicity of it, but what I want to do is get into it, because I'm going to tell you a story. I, very quickly, number one, if your pipeline isn't what it needs to be, you've got to take some action. So my training, and just, if you don't have an affirmation, then write this. I'm a person who will call anyone, anytime, for anything. Write that down right now, because you have to be a person of action in this market. Uh, by the way, if you're in mortgage and real estate, I can tell you that right now, because that's the, that's the industry that I'm in, and I've got a lot of strategic partners that are in real estate. But if you're in financial services, if you're in insurance, whatever industry you're in, you have to be willing to call anyone, anytime, for anything. My training, helping straight commission sales professionals in the IT industry make 100 cold calls a day. Now, by the way, if you think calling anyone, anytime, for anything is bad, go make 100 cold calls a day, and you'll do, you'll do anything else. <laughs> so if you think calling and asking for introductions is bad, go make cold calls. I see Anna. She's back there. She's like, I'm glad there's a better way. There is a better way. But guys, if you, think, if you think asking for referral stinks, call Fizbo's. That's what I did when I got in the business. Somebody said, you know, I'm like, well, I got to do something. So I called Fizbo's just so I could get the courage to talk to people. So anyway, my point is, your affirmation, if you're doing the 321 journal, I will call anyone. I'm a person who will call anyone, anytime, for anything. You just want to need to be able to pick up the phone. Call reluctance is killing people these days. Killing them. And what we're trying to do today is share some ways for you that, that won't kill you, that you're actually bringing the heart of service. You're being a servant leader when you're calling people. But here's an example. Um, I left the IT business. I was buying advertising. I was spending five figures a month for leads, essentially, to help get people into IT training services. I left that industry, but I knew a guy named Paul. He was my account executive at the, uh, I think it was MS Broadcasting at the time. I don't, but I called Paul. And, um, and if you've heard this story, I kind of shared it a little bit in the past, but uh, I called Paul, said, got good news, got bad news. He goes, uh-oh, you cutting back? I'm like, well, I don't really know, because I'm not going to be here any longer. That's the bad news. Um, the good news is I'm, I'm headed out, and I'm going to do something else, and um, I was hoping you could help me. Now, I'm in the mortgage business. What's the last thing Paul wants me to ask him? Yeah. You buying a house anytime soon? What's your rate? You want to refi? I didn't call Paul to sell him something. I called Paul because we had been in relationship. He knew me, and he would take my call. But here's what I knew. I could get an orange. I could ask him if he, you know, rates weren't bad at the time. I could ask him if he's refied in the last year. I could have. Anybody said no, need to talk about it, and I might have gotten one transaction. Not a high probability, but I knew even if I got that, that wasn't going to help me long term. And I see so many sales professionals looking for the short term. You know, they're stepping, you know, they're stepping over dollars to pick up pennies. Here's what happened with Paul. I knew there were some shoulder industries that I needed help with, some partners in other industries that I didn't have that I needed to be connected to. So wherever the remote went, that's where this comes into play. See, I was calling Paul because I knew I wish I would have had this quote, but John Rulin, by the way, we've got his book up there, Giftology. John said, you're just one introduction away from changing your life. Just one introduction. The problem is you're not asking for it. What I see most sales professionals doing, they're going out and they're looking for a referral, trying to sell their product to the people they know. I just took the strategy, I'm not going to use that. I'm not going that path. So I called 
And that's where this comes into play here. We're going to go back to geometry. Now, actually, it's just uh, it's something called the triangle of trust. So if you want to write this down, what I want you to do is put a triangle on your phone, get a piece of paper, write, write it out. And on the lower left, I want you to put U. And then there's going to be the, the list of people that you've connected, your inventory of relational assets. I want you to write any of the names down that you have in your head. By the way, it could be somebody at your table that you just met today. It could be the most influential person you know. Okay? So in this situation, I had a guy that, was, uh, that I had been spending money on. So honestly, I'd been putting a lot of money in his pocket. I called him to let him know I wasn't going to be doing that any longer and that I was making a change and I needed his help. Because write this down. Everybody. Everybody. I don't care who you are. Everybody likes to be helped. And they also like to help. If you don't believe that philosophy, it's probably not the right room for you. You just have to learn how to activate it. Because it's one of the things that, that, that we get into when if you don't ask for help, you're going to burn out. So, but that's, uh, that's a whole other story. But, so I called uh, Paul and I said, Paul, uh, give him the good news, bad news. And I said, Paul, do me a favor. What, um, I could use your help, though. I'm getting into a new industry. I'm starting, I'm brand new in the mortgage space. And I'm looking to build my business through relationships. Now notice the first thing. What is Paul thinking? What's happened already? Thank you. Thank you for your service. Gratitude. Because I've built a business. There's three things I've built a business on when I engage with people. Gratitude, same thing every time. Gratitude, curiosity, generosity. I called him and I thanked him for the time that we, all his help. And then I said, I, and I, I could use your help. Are you willing to help? He said, sure, what can I do for you? I said, you know what, I'm really, I'm looking to make sure that I can connect my clients. I'm gonna build a referral-based business and I'm gonna need some great relationships. I'm looking for introductions to CPAs, attorneys, financial advisors, and real estate professionals. He goes, you got a pen? And he gave me a name. He gave me Bob's name. Now, notice what's happened. The triangle of trust, did, it just get, did, did the names just get filled in? Brian at the lower left, Paul at the top, and Paul's introducing me to a shoulder industry. By the way, is there any rocket science here, guys? Any rocket science? There's none. Guys, but this is so simple. And I'm going to just challenge you. If you tune out here, it's not how well you know this. What's it going to be? How well you how will you do it? How will you execute? Guys, I'm just going to share this story. I'm going to speed it up a little bit. I called, I called Bob. He introduced me to Bob. Now, gratitude, curiosity, generosity. Guy, I'm brand new. I'm, not, I'm two weeks into a new position. Called, I called Bob and I said, Bob, by the way, and I tried to think of the most positive, you know, gratitudinal, gratitudinal thing I could say. I said, Paul's had some great things to say about you. And I just went back and said, I'm brand new to the mortgage business. By the way, if you're new, take credit for it. Don't hide from it. Take credit for it. Lowers the expectation completely. <laughs> <laughs> so I called Bob and I said, Bob, I said, uh, hey, I, I had a successful career doing something else and I'm getting into the mortgage business and I know Paul and he had some great things to say about you and um, I'm looking to meet great people like you. And Bob, we just started striking up a conversation 
short story, Bob invites me to his office. And um, we just hit it off. Started asking him great questions. The portfolio of quality questions that we've shared with you in Jumpstart, I started asking him some of those questions. I took an interest in his business. I asked him things like, by the way, if you're new, ask people of, with, in success what they would do, what the encouragement they would have. What, what um, suggestions would they have for growing the business? I said, because I'm going I'm to get this done. And by the way, I'm going to need a good CPA. He goes, well, I'm also moving over into financial services and I'm gravitating my business. And um, anyway, I walk out of that meeting and um, I then went to generosity. I sent him a note. By the way, he beat me to the punch. He sent me a book before I could send him one. Bob was a great guy. Matter of fact, Bob's still in relationship. He's actually, if, if you don't know Bob Olson, Bob hangs around this. He's part of our Accelerate coaching community. Like 20 years later, he's, he and I are still working together. But what I would suggest to you is that it is a very simple process. It's an alarm telling me what time I'm on. So the, um, but the process here is I just called Bob. We get back to the office and I just took interest in him. He took an interest in me and the next thing I know, I'm getting a referral. Bob was my first champion. Why? Because of the triangle of trust. Now, if you don't have a lot of shoulder industries, then make them up. Because every person I called when I started, that was my take in the business. So if you're new, that's my encouragement. Gratitude, curiosity, generosity. And if you're at the success stage of your business, gratitude, curiosity, generosity on every call, every interaction. And if you're in the significant stage of your business, gratitude, curiosity, generosity. It just works. So fast forward the story, um, he became my first champion. Now, what I want to do is just share with you guys, because many of you are, you're just one introduction away. So collect, organize, prioritize. First thing I did is I've got a CPA and a financial advisor that's coming across people that own homes or want to own a home all the time. Bob went on to refer me time and time again for the first several years in, my, in the business. I'm going to share one other triangle of trust story. So fast forward a couple years later. Actually, probably wasn't. It was probably about 12 months after that. I'm still growing my business. Gratitude, curiosity, generosity. I walk up. I'm headed out to grab something to eat. Um, and uh, the receptionist that was uh, taking care of us at the, at the office. She was awesome. I didn't know her very well. But um, she had just started. And I walked up to her. And um, now, by the way, think about it. Here's a person. Does she come across people who need a mortgage frequently? What is she doing? She's answering the phones. She's talking to everybody. So I went up to her, and um, I said, Jenny, I said, uh, by the way, you're doing a great job. Thank you for, and I don't remember what I thanked her for, but I think she had brought something back or got a package together for me or something. And I said, um, you know, I just took up a curiosity in her. How are you doing? What brought you here? And then um, I had a great question for her. I said, hey, by the way, the phone's going to ring today, and there's going to be somebody on the other end that's going to need some help. I'm volunteering for the role. I was just kind of joking. Guess what? Later that day, the phone rings. Now notice that it's a very simple formula. Gratitude, curiosity, generosity. I just kept living that out. The phone rings later that day. I'm talking to David. David called. He said, um, by the way, I've got a family situation that's going on. 
is I'm gonna need to refinance my house. It's not really imminent, but I just got some questions. I said, how can I help? We talked for a little bit, put him in my database, and then um, that was really the end of the conversation. He wasn't ready to move anything forward, but uh, had a drip campaign set up, which you should have as a, as a professional. And um, I got a phone call from David uh, because of an email that I sent him. And he called me probably six months later. He says, hey, by the way, the family situation's accelerated, and I do need to move forward and, uh, and work on a, on a cash out refinance. And he shocked me to death, but we ended up getting, getting the, he was awesome, but uh, he had some, he was very detailed. He's a, uh, a very particular pr professional. But anyway, I'll fast forward. Um, David, uh, we get the transaction done, and he says, uh, we're coming to the closing, and he says, uh, Brian, by the way, he's that family situation I've been talking to you about. Here's a little bit more information. He said, my, uh, my wife has got cancer. Um, she doesn't have long to live. Would you please come to the house and take care of that? I said, are you kidding? I'm, I'm there. He gives me the address. And I show up, and I meet. Now, I had, honestly, this was a transaction that was happening. Um, I had some good conversations with him, and I liked him. But um, I show up at his house. And here is a life lesson I learned. David took the most genuine interest in me because I was very candid with him up front about being new. So whenever you've got some insecurities about something going on in your life, just be real about it. I told David that I was new, that, and if I didn't have an answer, I would go get it for him. But he just, we get down, he says, Brian, you did a great job. I said, thank you. And he said, uh, tell me, how have you been building your business? He took more of an interest in my business than I took in his. All I had was an application that had his business down at the time. I knew he was an attorney. Anyway, so Dave and I strike up a conversation. Um, he starts asking about my business, and at that point, I'm like, ah, gratitude, curiosity. I get back, I start asking him about his. But he was steadfast. He wanted to know more about me because he was at a stage where his business had, he was looking to take his business to another level. We had a great conversation. He ends up being an estate planning attorney. Dave and I form a relationship. We talk more often. He teaches me how to refer estate planning attorneys inside the mortgage space. We strike up a great relationship. So now, just through a client, I've got a strategic partner up top. But here's the key. David and as, I, as we continue to grow and know each other, I said, David, by the way, I'm looking for a shoulder industry. I'm looking for a really strong, I'm looking for some connections to financial advisors. And he knew that. About two weeks later, he says, hey, we're going to lunch. I'm going to introduce you to, to Kevin. Now, Kevin, if you got an invite to this event, you probably heard about Kevin. But um, Kevin was a, a financial advisor, was probably about two, three years in his business, and was growing his business. The point that I'm going to fast forward to you here is Kevin and I and David. David connects me with Kevin. Kevin ends up over the next... Well, over the last 20 years, I lost count at about $50 million worth of business that I could... By the way, that's mortgages, not dollars in my pocket, please. <laughs> I like you guys a lot, but I'm not certain if it were dollars in my pocket, I'd be here. But Kevin, in terms of sales, commissionable sales, $50 million in production that I got commission on over the duration of that relationship. Kevin and I are still friends today. We still talk. Um, and I say that because Kevin then... David connected me with Kevin. David referred me consistently. Kevin started referring consistently. And then I asked the same question of Kevin. He introduced me to other financial advisors. He introduced me to other real estate professionals. We have a real estate team that still refers us to this day, 15 years later. Guys, when I say $50 million worth of production, I am being conservative. You are one introduction away from changing your life. 
Guys, I'm just giving you this triangle of trust. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this over to you at your table for a second, because I'm going to stop on the stories, and I just want you to practice this at the table. What I want you to do is I want you to make a list. I want you to do just like I did. If you're trying to grow your business, I want you to make a list of at least 10 people. Get your pen out, get a piece of paper, and make a list of 10 people. Thanks, Mark. All right, so as you make your list of 10, by the way, this is an exercise. I'm not kidding. This, if you don't have paper, somebody at the table will help you. But this is, a, uh, this is an action-oriented event. Because we want you to walk away with something here that works for you. All right, so you're going to make a list. And then what I want you to do is I want you to look at the list and think about what professions those individuals can I introduce you to. So that's exercise number one. And then what I want you to do is at your table, I want you to ask just your question to the person next to you is going to be, what does a good introduction look like for you? The 10 people. I just want you to make a list of 10, just like I did. You're going to collect 10, write down 10 people. Any 10. Any 10. Could be the most influential people you know. Could be clients. Could be friends. Could be family. Could be a great list. It could be a list that's not going to, probably won't feed your family. That's my list, uh, my list that I created on that yellow pad of paper would not have fed my family for more than six months if I would have gotten a mortgage for any, from everybody on the list. Because chances are your best referral partner is not in your database right now. Think about that. So make a list of 10 people. Okay, you're making your list of 10 people. Wherever you're at, for the sake of time, we're going to get, uh, if you need to complete that list later. By the way, this is just a mini example of collect, organize, prioritize, and engage and energize. That's all it is. Anytime you're looking to grow something, this formula works. So, if you're new, like I was, you call the first person. Gratitude, curiosity, generosity is your equation for the conversation. You remember, you're a person that will call anyone, anytime for anything. You know that person. Will they answer the phone? Get them into a conversation? The answer is yes. You're going to talk to them. Have conversations. So what I want you to do is just talk, think about how that conversation would go and then have a conversation with the person next to you about what you're going to say to that person. Julie, I see that look on your face. Remember, you're a person that will call anyone, anytime for anything. And you don't even have to make a phone call. They're sitting right next to you. Just role play this next to the person next to you. Guys, I'm telling you, your best referral partner might be sitting across the table from you through an introduction. Through an introduction. So I want you to just role play this so that you can get it out of your system once. All right, now what I want you to do is ask what a great introduction looks like for you. How many of you got connections to an, a potential champion, a potential shoulder industry, somebody you could call? Anybody walk away? I know there were some at the back table. Raise your hand high. Okay, we want to connect people. So if you ask for uh, an idea, you know, if you ask for an introduction, what, what is an ideal introduction for you? You should be coming away with someone in a shoulder industry, in a profession that can refer you time and time again. So we had a real estate professional in the back. By the way, I, your name? Kathy. Kathy. I, the face is. I'm sorry, Kathy. So Kathy just asked. She goes, I'm looking for, I'm looking for insurance agents. She got, how many names did you end up with? There's two here. All right, there's probably some in the room. And there's one up here. We, so there's several in the room. So 
So Kathy? But the point is, how many of you, how many of you got names that you could call? Raise your hand. Okay, if you didn't get a name that you can call, guys, this is the key. If, if Kathy picks up the phone and calls Bob, who I don't know what name you got, but hypothetically, Kathy's over here, she just talked to Matt, and she got, connect, she got the name of Bob. When she calls Bob, what's the probability when she says Matt Cresco connected us and said we should talk, what's the chances Bob's actually going to speak with her? Okay, guys, we're in a probability game, not possibility. We're taking possibility and making it probability. That's the key. When Paul connected me with Bob years ago, Bob took the call because I knew Paul. If I would have cold called Bob, I never would have spoke to him. The key here is the triangle of trust. Paul trusted Bob. Bob trusted Paul. They're going to take, we're closing the loop. So when you go through the triangle, Brian... Paul, Bob, then it comes back and forth. Paul's been out of the loop for a long time. He doesn't, I've got Bob now. And that just conveys trust. And remember, Bob Berg said it great. All things being equal, people will do business with no like and trust. Jump to the trust game real quick. Play the connection offense through the triangle of trust. It is the best thing you can do. And I just... Everything, everything goes through relationships, and this is a way to fast forward it. Now remember, building a business on relationships isn't the fastest way to build a business. You want to do that, go run some Facebook ads. You're going to get some leads, just like I did with Paul back in the day. But when Facebook changes their algorithm, you're going to be out of business. Relationships last. This strategy works. It's simple. I'm not giving you any rocket science here. But the triangle of trust is an amazing way. And I'm just, I've given you two stories. And by the way, if I went on and I went down the, 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 the did the great retrace or the referral tree from, from David, actually from the receptionist at the front, front desk, Jenny, her connection just connecting me with David. David connected me with Kevin. Kevin connected me with probably seven to eight different financial advisors. He also connected me with a real estate broker who had 15 different agents who all refer us. almost 20 years later. It's not how long it will take, it's how long it will last. Now, by the way, when you get the relationships, you still gotta do your thing. You still gotta love on people. You still gotta care about them. And there's not a more fulfilling way. I mean, David could walk through this door, I'd give him a hug and we'd have a great conversation. He's retired now, enjoying life, playing golf. Kevin I still talk to. And every other one of those in the referral tree we still talk to, but the point is, it all came through the triangle of trust. You don't have to go out and cold call your clients just for business. You want to keep a relationship. And if you're in real estate, by the way, I can encourage you, stay connected. If I were a real estate agent, I would be asking for other professions that come across homeowners frequently. I just had a top uh, real estate coach tell me, he says, as a real estate agent, you need at least 15 professions that you can call and have a good relationship with. At least 15. Hopefully you got some of those here. But guys, the, the, the triangle of trust speeds up the game for you. In a game, that's going to take some time. But I will tell you, it's not how long it will take, it's how long it will last. And relationships last if you do your thing. Does that make sense? Any questions? Anybody struggling with it? 
Build your inventory of relational assets. And if you're struggling to call, then I'm going to encourage you to jump on our Radically Referrable Call Academy, a Radically Referrable Academy call on Thursday, July 6th, if you're an Academy member. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. But guys, the triangle of trust is relatively simple. You just have to engage. It's collect, organize, prioritize, and engage. I could have called Paul and asked him for a mortgage. You, got, you have to make a decision. You can ask people, you know, who they know, you know, who, who do you know that's looking to buy, sell, or refinance their house? That's one, one way to build a business. Paul might have had somebody for me. I'd much rather would have had Bob. Dan's laughing. Bob, Dan knows Bob. If you, you don't need that 10 to 12 strategic partners like Bob or David or Kevin will radically change your business. Radically. It's about relationships. So be searching for those. All right. Best box lunch ever. It's back there. Real simple, if you want. If you're planning on sticking around and you want to have a further conversation with people about what a good introduction. By the way, I was talking to Matt back there. Um, I said, Matt, he just gave Kathy a, a, a referral. And I said, Matt, how'd that feel? He goes, man, I love helping people. If you like helping people, stick around, grab a lunch, sit down, and figure out how you can help people. Ask them what a good introduction looks like and open up your network. And if you don't have a good network, start calling everybody you know and build that network. Build those strategic partners. Put them in your database. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com www.briankmcrae.com We've got our mastermind event scheduled there at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter, and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.